Is it not recording? <laughs> it is now. Jesus. That's how today is going. That was a pr- <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Hey. We've tried this like four oh. times and she keeps jumping the gun. She's like, let's get Make it sh- be over. <laughs> how's your coffee? My- <laughs> okay, I'm apparently going to get a lot of shit today. So, you remember a few weeks ago, I said, Tracy said, I couldn't have any more coffee because I'm spending way too much money at Starbucks. That's my, me being you. Did you like it? No. Like, seriously, like, it's so much money to buy three Vente coffees a day. It's like $22 a day. I know, but it keeps me running. It's like $130 a week that we're spending on Starbucks, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, one of our... Great supporters, Jim, got us a Starbucks gift <laughs> card. And so he's just fueling the chaos He's enabling that is my life. you. He's enabling you. Know you know what? He supports the fact that I like Christmas coffee. Okay? It's he, coffee. It's Christmas. Jim does support you. That's true. <laughs> so I go and I get us coffee this morning. Really good At coffee. At 9 a.m. Do you know what time it is? It's 9 p.m. Yeah, it's And she's still drinking this coffee. Because every time we sit down to record today, there is some sort of like chaotic shit show that is going on right every time we sit down i get a crisis call or we get like we have or a kid calls and needs you to bring something to them at school yeah we've had one thing right for 12 straight hours every time we sit down to do something ring tracy and samantha is just like riding shotgun yep so she's reheated this coffee what Oh, I don't even know. But it's still fine. It's got to be disgusting by now. It's not. The milk has to be separated. It has to be gross. Well, you get it with oat milk, right? Yeah, but still. I mean, does oat milk even need to be refrigerated? Oh, no. Soy milk doesn't have to be refrigerated. I don't know. Whatever. It's gross. It's not gross. You've been drinking it for 12 hours. It's pretty gross. I know, because I keep putting it down, and it's cold outside, so then it gets cold. So it's really being refrigerated. (laughs) (laughs) what a shit show what a shit show of a day that's the truth but look at how dedicated we are we're like 12 and a half hours later we are recording we are finishing this we are (laughs) i'm like i'm off tomorrow and i am not doing things we're getting it done we're getting it done we are we're getting it done so here we are yeah here we are how are your pigs oh here we go another thing that i can be right about yeah yeah because we that was one of the crises today so we had to go out to the land so um, this has been a, a topic of many, conversations. many, many discussions. And, you know, it's not just me. I mean, I think Scott has been in on this discussion. I think Tyler. I, yeah. I mean, a lot of us have been on this discussion, kind of giving you a hard time about your fear of pigs. Yeah. So this year we got a different breed of pig than I am familiar with and a different kind of pig than we've ever had in the past they are brookshire no yeah i don't know they're yeah they're berkshire pigs they're white and black no they're pink and black anyway a different breed and they're supposed to be friendly they can get up to like 600 pounds and we got them what like three months ago or whatever yeah and we have spent a lot of time in their pen and they're just not warming up to us. They're just not. And so now that they're like three, four months old, um, they're fucking mean. Thank you. Pigs are mean. No, these pigs are mean. Our, our pink pigs, I don't know what breed they were. Our pink pigs were not mean at all. But these ones are 
we've spent a lot of time in there, but now I'm like, nobody can go in the pen because if we go in there, like they come at us and try to bite us. Yeah. I went to, cause we've been keeping like food scraps. Yeah. Table scraps. And just like as extra stuff to give them on top of their food. And there was, like, a whole, like, extra burrito, like, egg burrito that I had in my fridge that I took out the other day. That pig jumped up on me and snatched the entire burrito up out of my hand. And I was yeah. like, I don't even like you. Go away from me. I right, but you there. can have it. But you can have it. <laughs> as long as it's not my shoe, you can have it. Yeah, they're they're not friendly. They're very, very, very aggressive pigs. And um, they're still not very big. They're only, they're only what, 50 or 60 pounds? Like, yeah, probably like 60. They're not, they're not big enough to butcher yet, but I, I cannot see letting them get much bigger because they're going to be dangerous here in a minute. Yeah. I mean, they're dangerous now, but they're, they're going to be dangerous. They're looking at the goats like they look like a yummy snack. Well, if they, when they get a little bit bigger, I mean, the ground will be frozen so they won't be able to dig, thank God, so they won't be able to get out of their pin, but... If they were able to get out of their pen, I I would I would put them down now. They're, They're scary. no like seriously, I won't let the little ones go in their pen at all. Like uh, she and doesn't even, let me go in there either. No, I won't. They don't like pig animals don't like me anyway. No. <laughs> Samantha's husband Brighton can go in it and I'll go in there, but um I always have like the bag of feed or something in between me and the pigs. I've never had, I've never, ever, ever raised animals like this that are this aggressive. Yeah, they're something. And we've spent a lot of time with them and they've, they've experienced no trauma. Yeah. It's not like they've ever been hit or dropped or, 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 I mean, obviously, or anything like that. But these are very, very aggressive pigs. Yeah, for why? So I don't, I can't see that we're going to let them get to full size like that. It just Imagine can't happen. 600 pounds. Well, we wouldn't let them get to 600 pounds anyway. I mean, 250 to 300 pounds is ideal for butchering a pig, but I, I cannot see keeping them until they're 250 pounds. They're, they'll be way too dangerous. It's wild. Way too dangerous, but they're mean. They're, they're mean and they, they bite. And the first time that we realized that they started to bite was when Bridger who's 10 for those of you who are, may just be joining us. <laughs> if you're just joining he's, us on the 98th episode. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, he's just 10. He's all cowboy though. Like he's, he's a hardcore kid. And I mean, he's a ranch kid to the core, but he got in there and that pig grabbed onto the back of his pants. Yeah. Bit down and was like pulling back and Bridger just stopped and he looked over his, the back of him and he was like, what the hell does this thing think he's doing? <laughs> And, and I was like, oh, Bridger, come on. And, of course, Bridger's wearing cowboy boots, so he couldn't get his skin. You know, like he bit down at the bottom or whatever. And so Bridger, like, tried to pull his leg out or whatever. And then the other pig came on the other side of him and started doing it. And then I jumped in and I, you know. Pulled him off of him? I, yeah. And then they see me and, of course, they squeal and they run away. But that, I mean, they're dangerous. Yeah. They're dangerous. Ugh. And I, now the kids, like I said, the kids are not allowed to go in there. You are absolutely not allowed to go there. <laughs> we're out at the land today. It was so crazy because cow number 15, which is... Hates a, me. She does. She's a red Angus and she's two, um, but she was a bum. And so she's only, I don't know, 13, 1500 pounds. Only. Well, for a cow. But let's just remember, okay, let's fast, let's remind our memories to my story of me getting my ass kicked by the cow. It was That's 15. That's 15. Yeah. So... So we were out there today and we were picking up panels and, and just cleaning up a little bit since we were out there. And 15 sees Samantha 
and like dead runs at her like she's gonna freaking charge her and I'm just watching and Samantha is like 15 stop stop I'm just here I'm not I'm not doing anything I'll give you some grain I'll da 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 I'm looking at Samantha and I'm looking at 15 and they're having literally like a standoff like 15's head is down she's like hunched over like she's gonna charge Samantha and Samantha is like hands in front of her bent down and she's backing up and she's like please be nice please be nice please be nice and I looked at Samantha I'm like what the hell are you doing and I got between them and I yelled at 15 and I like smacked her head. And then of course she runs off. But I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Negotiating with a 1,500 pound animal? I just wanted to be my friend instead of every time I turn around pushing me over. She's not going to be your friend. She hates you've me. Gotta, you've got to like stamp dominance. She hates me. They're a herd animal. There has to be a leader. Well, she's the leader. She's not <laughs> she's the, leader. the leader. She's not the leader. She's the leader. Cows are like dogs. They can smell fear, and if they smell fear, they're going <laughs> to... You can't do it. Every time I turn around and that cow's around, she literally will headbutt me and shove me down. Yeah, she's I a saw bully. that. She's a bully. I saw that firsthand today. And then she... And then 15, like, she was so, like, eye-locked on Samantha that she didn't even realize that I was there. And when she saw me and I smacked her on her, on her forehead, she was like, oh, shit, mom's here. And she took off. Yeah, she was looking for a good time to beat somebody's ass today. She was going to school you again. Again. Right. She was going to push me down and the hill then, this time. And then we, and then, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, we were down in the lower pasture um, fixing the cabin corral, the panels on the cabin corral, and f- here comes 15 because she can see Samantha standing out there, and she's running her fat ass. She's... <laughs> Cows are so funny when they, they are run. funny when they run. And she's like charging towards Samantha and I look at Samantha I'm like and Samantha just runs around the back of the truck and she's just screaming ah no no and I was like stop running from her she is the boss and then I step in her line of vision and she like puts the brakes on she's like and goes the other way and I'm like stop running from her I'm not going to stop running from her. <laughs> no, she wants to kill you. She literally, someday you're going to be like, so guys, it's just me because Sam is dead because no. 15 stampeded her to death. No, she'll get eaten next year. <laughs> I hope so. She will. I don't know why. People are probably upset that I just said that, but if we are going to eat a cow, I hope it's 15. <laughs> I don't know why red Angus cows are so much more aggressive than black Angus. I don't have any beef with the other ones. And they're fine. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any issues with the other ones. The other no. ones are fine. Even the bulls Even the, the bulls yeah. are fine with me. It's just her. Yeah, she hates you. I don't know why. I, I bottle fed her. I, know. I would come and visit and I would feed her. I know. I don't think, though, like, your cow doesn't even come up to you. I know. <laughs> It's but Britney, it's, bitch. She's, yeah, it's Britney. She's no, that wasn't like a Britney Spears. Like, I'm not like whatever, but her name really is Britney. And she is a bitch. And she really is a bitch. <laughs> the cow, not Britney Spears. We love Britney Spears. We love Britney Spears. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she doesn't even, she doesn't even. She doesn't care about nobody, though. No, I mean, but you have grain and she likes you. What's the one? There's one of them that's like two years old that Bridger bottle fed. 13. And she'll come over and just still, like, he'll have his hand out, and she'll just, like, put his whole hand in her mouth. And just, she's like, the try sweetest to, thing. Try to nerd. Like, she's like, where's my bottle? Yeah. Like, put Bridger, Bridger, I'll look over, and Bridger's entire arm will just be in this cow's mouth. And I'm like, yeah. can we take our hand out of the cow's mouth, please? And he's like, she likes it. Yeah. <laughs> she's a she two-year-old, 1,300-pound cow. I know, and she only does that with Bridger, but Bridger can, I mean, get on her. He can, I mean, walk next to her. I mean, he goes out there with the animals and he is just, like, one of the herd. Like, they don't mess with him. They mess with me. 
Because he's confident. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's not scared and he's not... You're scared. I'm scared. I've got my ass kicked a lot you, in the last year now. You half. just see a red cow and you like damn near piss yourself. But at any rate, we all, Tyler, Scott, Amanda, me, we all owe Samantha an apology <laughs> because these cows are, not cows, these pigs are absolutely Satan. And they would eat you. They're, they really would. I think they would. I think if I fell down, they would kill me. I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree. I actually put steel panels up between their pen and the goats because I'm actually afraid that they're going to get They literally there. are looking at the goats like they're a nice tasty snack. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll probably move the goats. <laughs> but no, like I'm really like they're very, very aggressive pigs. I will never get this breed of pig again. And everything online says that they're one of the friendliest meat pigs that are out there. And that's bullshit. <laughs> Because it's not like, it's also not like how you raise them either because these pigs have been treated very, very well. Yeah. They have had no trauma. Like we've never kicked them. We've never hit them. We've never. I don't know. It was pretty traumatic when I picked that one up and it squealed like a little. Yeah, but we were just touching it and loving it. All you were doing <laughs> was trying to like. I think I probably traumatized it when I screamed back. I don't know. If you haven't seen that, it's on the internet. <laughs> it's on the internet. But at any rate, today has been, today has been. My coffee's fine though. It is a little cold. I could I could use a little warming up, but oh I'm afraid goodness. that I've maxed out my hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. Yeah, you might just have to drink it cold and just chug it. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine. I do have quite the headache though. Today has been very, very stressful. It has been quite the day. Yeah, between work crises and kid crises and land crises, it's been quite the ordeal. But we're here. But we're still going to do it because we love you. So now we're, we're going to talk about killing people. <laughs> no. so Well, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I lie. Yeah. There will be some death. Samantha brought the case today. I did. Yay. And this is kind of going to be a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. Yeah. We're going to kind of go into some mysteries, some unsolved, little little tidbits of everything. Oh, I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah. I mean, you might not, but... All right, well, let's see. I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Patreon, The Suspended Sentence Podcast. Our email address is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. And you can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold. IDP and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. Whew. And every time you don't say preferably Barnes and Noble, like I almost feel like I'm getting jaded. You said it for so long. Yeah, maybe we'll take a vote if I should bring it back or not. I mean, I feel like I feel like you need to sponsor somebody there. Or Better World up. Books. Go to Better World Books. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? You love Barnes and Noble. I do love Barnes and Noble, but I do like Better World Books too. And they don't you, and they donate books to children. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. But you love Barnes and Noble. I do love Barnes and Noble. And they have Starbucks in the Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they do, and it's some of the better Starbucks. Really? Oh man, best Starbucks. Is in Barnes and Noble. Ah, oh, stop encouraging Starbucks. Yeah, it's so good. I wish there was a Tim Hortons here. Tim Hortons or like a Dunkin'. Yeah. Yeah. Or what's that one in Laramie? Coal Creek Coffee. Coal Creek Coffee. Oh, so good. So good. Okay, are we ready for this? Yes, we're ready. Okay, so these are going to be kind of shorter little s stories and topics, but I kind of just wanted to. I think some of them you, I know you've heard of. Okay. But I want to know your opinion on, and some of them I don't think you've heard like heard of. So more today, I wanted more like a discussion based. Oh well, God Get knows your, I've got an opinion. That's what I'm wanting. I want your opinion. I'll give it to you. Have you ever heard of Roanoke Island? Yeah, you have. 
Roanoke Island? Yeah. I don't think we're saying that right. I am. Okay. So the origins of one of America's oldest unsolved memory or mysteries is traced back to August of 1587. 1587. Mm-hmm. Ooh. When a group of about 115 English settlers arrived at Roanoke Island off of the coast of what is now North Carolina. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So following an earlier failed attempt of settlement um, on Roanoke two years earlier, these colonists intended to form the first permanent English outpost in the New World. Later that year, it was decided that John White, governor of the new colony, would sail back to England in order to gather a fresh load of supplies, and just as he arrived, a a major naval war broke out between England and Spain, where Queen Elizabeth I called on every available ship to confront the mighty Spanish Armada. So he's like, I'm going to leave. We're we're in the new world now. My 115 people, I'm going to go get supplies. But then he ended up having to go and, like, fight in the war. Okay. So he hasn't come back. In August of 1950, White finally returns to Roanoke, where he had left his wife and daughter and his infant granddaughter, um, Virginia Dare, who is the first English-born child um, in the Americas. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And other settlers um, three years before. So he was gone for three years to get supplies. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> um, as he returned, he found no trace of the colony or any of the inhabitants. They were all just gone. Oh. Yeah. A few clues to what might have happened. Did he go back to the same place or did he miss the... He went to the same place. And um, there was a very few clues on what could have happened except for a single word um, carved into a tree. Uh, Croatonin is the word. Croatonin? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Did you Google it? But listen, hang on. Okay. But due to the harsh weather conditions, he returned back to England, and the fate of those that were left behind would remain a mystery. Because he's like, there's nothing here. The weather is really bad. I have no shelter. I have no colony. I guess I go back to England. And so he leaves. 17 years later, Jamestown... Is he sure that he was in the same spot? He's sure. He's sure. Seventeen years later, Jamestown was established north of Roanoke and became the, became the first permanent English settlement of North America. Investigations into the fate of the, quote, lost colony of Roanoke have continued over the centuries, but no one has come up with a satisfactory answer. Croatonin was the name of an um, island south of uh, Roanoke that was home to Native American tribe by that name. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it was thought that maybe, perhaps, the colonists had been killed or abducted by the Native Americans. Yeah. Other hypotheses told, um, hold that they tried to sail back to England on their own and got lost at sea. That maybe they panicked when he didn't come back for three years. Yeah. And tried to leave and they got lost at sea. Um, or that they may have met a bloody end at the hands of the Spaniards who the England was at war with. Yeah. By trying to sail back. Um, data collected from the re- tring re- tring- tree rings in Virginia indicated that Roanoke Colony um, was founded and disappeared during the most extreme drought in the area in the previous 800 years. Isn't that crazy? You can learn that from a ring on a tree. Yeah, <clears throat> that is cool, though. Um, maybe they just switched location. Maybe they just went further inland. I don't know. They tried to do DNA, like, on people that can be traced back, like, say... Say we could trace back and find that our family came to America in 15-whatever. Mm-hmm. 
they tried to do DNA on that, and it's linked to more of the Jamestown. There's nothing linking to the people from descendants of those people. Oh, that's weird. Like, they they, vanished. So they got killed. Probably. Yeah. The drought was likely a result of climate variation during the Little Ice Age, and that was severe enough that had caused um, a substance shortage, causing the colony just to disappear. This has been one of, like, the most debated, wondered about, like, how does 115 people just vanish? Yeah. But back then, I think it was pretty common, though, to, like, burn an entire city, you know, like, kill an entire city and kill, you know, like, I think that that was, that was pretty common, wasn't it, in those times? I mean, and especially, like, if, if the, the natives, and, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, whatever, but history shows right like between the colonists and the natives like it was pretty yeah they didn't want them here yeah i just think that's so and i think that the fact that the it, that the name of the tribe was carved into the tree oh, yeah says yeah. at least that they were there maybe they went and lived maybe they took them as like i know sometimes like slaves and stuff like that but then also it's interesting that it would be because the native american culture is very very much about not hurting nature and everything right. being you know having a spirit or whatever so i couldn't imagine native americans during that time carving into a tree yeah unless maybe somebody was trying to tell them what happened like Perhaps. one of the colonists yeah maybe but I that's imagine bizarre. coming back from that though you're gone for three years fighting in war and you were like okay back to America and you show up and just it's gone like what an eerie feeling yeah like what I, I mean what do you do he just got on a ship and went back to England like what else can you do I don't know <laughs> so that's story number one never heard of that I mean wasn't he a soldier why didn't he I mean whatever <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like, I'm just thinking in my mind, like, the difference between then and now. Like, in his wife's mind, she's probably like, he's dead. Like, he was lost at sea and he was dead. Today's day and age, we would be like, oh, daddy just went out for some milk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Another one bites the dust. (laughs) He abandoned us. But that thought would absolutely probably never cross her mind. No, she was like, he's dead. He's dead. Right, the sea. Uh, the the sea, sea took, took him. him. Yeah, right. And now we'd be like, that motherfucker walked out on us, right? He <laughs> took us to a new freaking world and then just fucking left us here. And abandoned us, right. <laughs> Daddy went out for milk. That was pretty good. That was a good one. Okay, so jumping from the 1500s, we're going to 2010. Okay, perfect. New Year's Back e- to where daddies really do leave for milk and not come back. I'm sorry to all of our male followers. That's I'm sorry. So that is funny, though. That is funny. Sometimes moms leave for milk and don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Mom went to buy some cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy chased the milkman. Okay. God, let's go We're, on. <laughs> okay, we are moving on. New Year's Eve 2010 in a small town of BB, Arkansas. 5,000 blackbirds freak out and slam into buildings, telephone poles, trees. Oh my God, dying, I did see this. Dying instantly. Yep. You remember this? I do. It was um, disconcerting when it happened, to say the least. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I would do if I saw 5,000 birds just <laughs> dead. Oh my gosh. So the town comes up with a plausible explanation. <laughs> They say that the celebratory fireworks had spooked these birds, and according to Arkansas officials, causing them to fly all over the place. 
and it was a one-time occurrence that would never <laughs> happen again. You gave him all a heart attack. Except it would happen the very next year. Do you know what happened twice? Yeah. New Year's Eve 2011, despite the ban on fireworks, because they banned them, and they were like, we're murdering birds out here, no fireworks for you. They, so, <laughs> 200, only 200 birds died this time. But this doesn't make it any less bizarre. Right. Like, why are they just flying into buildings and dying? Right. So. Have you ever had a bird fly into the window of your house? Oh, it's so scary. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, we imagine 5,000 of them. Right, just suicide birds. Oh, my gosh. Theorists developed a crazy idea, um, as, I mean, they usually do, right? <laughs> That the bird deaths were an ominous omen about the Mayan calendar signaling the end of the world. Because 2012, right? Right. Which, as we know, because it's 2023, it didn't happen. We're all still here. But, you know, in 2011, they were like, the the birds are telling us the Mayans were right. So, if the birds were freaked out by the fireworks, why aren't there more New Year's Eve, like, bird deaths? Mm -hmm. Because that's not what it was. And how do you explain the second year in a row of the birds just falling from the sky? Right. It hasn't happened since. It was just those two years and the right. 5,200 birds that died. Uh-huh. But it is what that town is now known for. Is the right. Almost 6,000 birds that mysteriously yeah. died there. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so this is honestly my thought. You know, there's this place in town, and I got to be careful not to give, like, identifying information about where we live, but it's, like, it's, like, this big tower, old abandoned building, right? But it's, like, a huge tower, right? And when you drive by it, it's in the middle of town, but every time you drive by it, what do you see flying in and out of the broken windows and all around it? Like, all over it, like, all over the roof, all over, like, all over it is blackbirds. Right. Right? So, so... Could you imagine, okay, I mean, there's probably 10,000 birds at that one place. And it's actually very, very cool when they all fly at the same time because the whole sky, I mean, it's very, very cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little but, but it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But okay, but let's just assume here, okay, that a group of birds got into a place like that where there was like an old sawmill or an old seed store or an old whatever, and got into something that was poisoned oh. and ate it and then went to fly <laughs> and they all would die. That's like so if they, scary. No, I mean, but it's a, it's a plausible explanation. Yeah. I just, that probably is honestly what happened. Yeah. Or there's a weird vortex over that town and nobody should go there. Or, no, but, but it would happen if more continuously if it was, right? But I mean, but then you think of that many birds, if they got into something poisonous like that, if they were on a place... Or maybe, or maybe in the field that they were eating, the farmer or whoever had just sprayed like a weed, um, like a poison or a fertilizer or something yeah. that poisoned them. I mean, honestly, that's probably what happened. But isn't it kind of weird that it's the same day the next year that 200 more die? Which would also lead us to believe that it was some kind of like, on this day, according to the farmer's almanac, you need to spray, you know what I'm, whatever. Yeah. And then maybe that product was taken. I mean, whatever. I'm just throwing out a, a reasonable explanation. So you don't think it was the fireworks? I don't think it was the fireworks. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that's funny that like in 2010 the community was like, 
oh yeah that makes sense because and then they're because like wait why know. is the rest of the world not having a bunch of bird because, stuff fall from the sky because also i mean did it happen at night because how many birds do you see flying at night yeah i mean that's that's felon i don't i don't if they were flying at night they were for sure diseased right i mean i don't i mean bats bats fly at night but i don't see birds flying around at night that's true. I don't think I've ever seen a bird fly. No, in because they're sleeping in their nests where they're safe. If you're from Arkansas, let us know what you think's going on. Right. And Arkansas there's... definitely has, I mean, a night and you shoot fireworks at night. So that doesn't even make any sense to if me. If you're from Arkansas, let us know if you've been to this town and if there's some weird vortex stuff going on. I don't know. Maybe they got, maybe they got COVID. Bird flu. <laughs> maybe they ate a bat. Maybe they ate a bat. Maybe, I'm just saying. All I right. think probably they got into something though and got poisoned. That would make more sense. Yeah. Like a field got fertilized and they ate out of that field or they got into an abandoned building and ate rotten bird seed. I mean something. Like they got poisoned. I just can't. I don't remember this happening. I'm But could that, you imagine just like walking, walking down the street and 10,000 birds just fall from the sky and are crashing into things? That's like, like straight out of a scary movie. Oh my god, you would absolutely shit your pants right. I would move out of that town. My house, I'd be like on the market. Bye. You would be like is this, this is the like town nuclear that like, war we're all dying. This is 100% the devil's town. Absolutely. I'm going to get milk. Bunch of blackbirds. <laughs> I'm going to buy cigarettes, guys. Oh. Oh, That's, That was funny, though. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. I can't. No. All right. Next story. November 24th of 1971. A guy known only as D.B. Cooper boarded Northwest um, Airlines Flight 305. This was for a short flight from Portland to Seattle. And he hijacked it using a briefcase that he claimed contained a bomb. In Seattle, he demanded $200,000 for the release of the 36 other passengers. Um, And so he wanted $200,000 and a couple parachutes. And he said, if you give me $200,000 and a couple parachutes, you can have all my hostages. So the government said, sure, here you go. $200,000, a couple parachutes. He did as he said, because he's a man of his word. Let's (laughs) his 36 people off the plane. And decides he starts flying, um, instructs pilots to fly to Mexico and remain slow and low to the ground with the rear door unlocked. That was the last time anybody ever saw this man. So the question is, did he successfully jump from the plane and escape with thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Nobody knows for sure. But in 1980, a boy in Portland um, uncovered bundles of cash in a sand pit worth about $5,800. <laughs> with matching serial numbers from the missing cash. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? Uh-huh. The FBI was um the kid called it in and was like, "I just found $5,000. $5, Somebody come and get this cuz it's not mine." Yeah, in his own backyard in a sand pit in Portland, Oregon? Yeah. The FBI has claimed that Cooper Portland's pretty far from Seattle or from Mexico. Well, they were leaving from there, though. Oh. The FBI has claimed that Cooper, there's no way he could have survived that jump. But they did um, issue a new composite sketch of him in 2017 of what he would look like today. Um, Which doesn't really sound like something you would do if you think somebody's deceased. But, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, maybe 
maybe BJ or DJ, what's his name? B D B. <laughs> you were way off. <laughs> I was really, really off. It's a weird name, DB. Yeah. Is just out living his best life. Maybe he just dropped that as a little present. Like sprinkling. Yeah. That was nice. Over Portland. Huh. He just hijacks a plane, says, I need $200,000, and then he's never seen again. I mean, that was a good heist. That was a good heist. Right? That was really good. First of all, the government never does what you ask them to do. I know. Ever. Especially in like a hostage situation like that. He didn't hurt anybody. All is well that ends well. No, he just said. It's government money. Who cares? It's not like it's real money. He just said, guys, I'm really strapped for cash. You could have these 36 people for $200,000. Right. Give me $200,000 and take me to Mexico. I'll be fine. I'm going to sit on the beach and drink some pina coladas and call it a day. Right. He's going out for milk. And and $200,000 in Mexico is a lot of money. Guys, this is a chaotic episode. (laughs) This is a perfect episode for the kind of day we've had. This is great. I hope everybody's here for this. If not, just listen to Thursday's episode. It's fine. (laughs) No, this is great. Okay. I hope that he got away. Me too. Don't you? I hope he didn't die when he jumped out of the plane. He asked for a couple parachutes. He asked One of them for, had to have why, why would he not have survived that fall? I mean, okay. He said to go low and slow. I'm, I'm being serious right now because it's on my bucket list to jump out of a plane with a parachute with like an, an experienced whatever. Yeah, but, hard fucking no for that on me. Um, But it's on my bucket list. I'm not going And to. if it's... If you can't survive a jump like that, then why do people do it? Like, I'm rethinking it now. No, I'm being <laughs> if serious. DB can't do it, you certainly can't. No, I'm serious. I'm being serious. Why did they say that he couldn't survive that? He had a parachute. I don't know. And he didn't just have one parachute. He had two parachutes. Why would you, in 2017, come out with a new composite sketch if you think he's dead? He's not dead. He's living in Mexico drinking pina coladas. He's living on a cliff somewhere in Mexico drinking pina coladas. Got himself a couple whatever. He's... He's living life. He's fine. And he didn't hurt anybody. Let the man be. Leave him alone. And he dropped a little bit of cash. To he pass gave on. back. He gave back. He paid his taxes. <laughs> he did pay his taxes. <laughs> what a good man. So you got nothing on him. Let him be. Leave him alone. Why are we making composites? I mean, seriously, that's a, that's a heist, man. That's, that's quite good. the heist, right? Good job. Props to you, bro. You've heard of this one. Well, now I have. On the next one. Oh. When a wealthy couple of Fall River, Massachusetts, were butchered in their home with an axe in 1892, there was only Mm -hmm. one plausible suspect, their 32-year-old daughter, Lizzie, who lived with the couple. The entire town assumed she was guilty, and indeed, she didn't have the best alibi, alibi. Mm -hmm. and she did decide to, like, burn her clothes in the middle of a murder investigation. Wow. I mean... Do you, Lizzie? They were probably ugly. They were out of style. No, she was a woman back in the day. She had to, like, get new clothes. And, I mean, they were looking at her, so she got rid of whatever. Yeah. Prior to the murders... We're not. (laughs) She was also upset with her parents, who um, her stepmother in particular, for being especially frugal with her finances. When Lizzie was acquitted, though, the town turned against her, treating her like a murderer... Um, that somehow it escaped justice. This um, town came up with the song, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. And they would chant this outside of this woman's house for the rest of her life. Really? 
<laughs> like all of the like neighborhood kids would just be like, "Ha, ah, Lizzie Borden killed her parents with an axe." Oof, oof. To this day, this is one of the most like notorious unsolved murders, yeah. right? Did she do it, or did Lizzie get away with murder? I don't think Lizzie did it, but I don't think it. she did it either. I don't think she did it either, and I think that that she knew that she wasn't going to get like a fair trial and a fair whatever, and that's why she took the actions that she took, yeah, and did the things that she did because she was, and this is real, right? She is a woman in what year was it? 1892. Like, women were being burned at the stake for having their period. Yeah. I mean, she was a woman during that. They were. And, I mean, during this time, she she wasn't going to get a fair... I can't believe she got acquitted. I can't believe neighborhood kids for, like, the rest of her life came and sang that song (laughs) inside her house. Yeah. Like, you get a, like... And, and I guess... You're found not guilty. I guess here... And the thing is, is, like, if you really think that she did that, do you really think that taunting her is in your best interest? She gave her father 40 wax and her mother 41. You don't think she's going to give you 42? Seriously, like, if she really did it, don't you think that maybe you should just, like, wear beige and shut your mouth? That's on my bucket list, so I, you can go to the house, and I want to go to the house really Yeah, bad. I do, too. It freaks me out, but I want to go. Uh, yeah, me, too. Another one that you will have known about. These ones are shorter, and we're just going to kind of rapid fire here. I like the, the reactions I'm getting here. Sorry. <laughs> the case from 1947 remains one of Hollywood's most intriguing unsolved murders. What? I'm, Hollywood's <laughs> most, 1947, Hollywood's most intriguing unsolved murder. Oh, I don't know. <gasps> yes, you do. Um, and it is probably the most gruesome. 22-year-old actress Elizabeth Short. Black Dahlia? Yeah. That took you a minute. <laughs> that did take you a minute. Need to drink more of my night or 12-hour-old coffee. It's not kicked in. <laughs> um, was found murdered in a vacant lot in Los Angeles. Her body had been sliced in half in a three-inch three gash in her mouth, making it a creepy smile. Yeah. Um, the mystery depend- deepened as numerous people took credit for the crime. People, like, wanted to be convicted for this crime. Like, the amount of people that were like, oh, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was sadistic. It's yeah. really gross. Um, none of them were ever charged. This is an unsolved mm-hmm. murder to this day. More tragic details unfold, um, unfolded about the victim who got the nickname the Black Dahlia um, because she enjoyed a stylish black, dress, stylish black dresses. In a recent book, Black Dahlia, the Red Rose, claims that one of the prime suspects, a bellhop and one, a one-time mortician's assistant, who had inter- had been interviewed and released was probably the world murderer, but this case is far from being closed. Yep, we're never gonna know. Never, never gonna know. No. And uh, <laughs> that one I think about often. I'm you like, do? yeah, and it does really make me mad when you like read all the like the news articles from back then. That's like the actress that wanted to be famous and now she is. Like, right? Come on. Right. <laughs> don't think that's what I don't what think she, she wanted to be mind. cut in half and left right. on the side of the road. Right. I don't think that's what I wanted to happen. Right. Yeah. Do you think that we'll ever find out? Absolutely not. No. But it's a government conspiracy. I, I mean, I don't know about that. But again, women, 1947, probably didn't even get much attention. 
I mean, it did. It did. <laughs> I was like, actually, yeah, that one actually did. It did. There's, I mean, there's a conspiracy that it's tied to the mob. But, and then, which, which that I one mean, I would believe. Which, sure, yeah, I mean, that's a really good possibility. But then the amount of men who wanted to take credit. I know. For killing a woman to this degree. It's like, are you, like. Are you okay? <laughs> are you, especially back then in that time, that day and age, right? Like, that was so not masculine. That is not how men behaved back then. And for so many to jump up and be like, oh, I did it, I did it, I, and. It wasn't like, oh, stab, stab. It, she was sliced in half. Yes. I mean, it was like, it was not. The woman that found her walking with her baby thought she was like a disposed, like, mannequin. Yeah. Yeah, like literally. Like, it was not. And I cannot, like, the amount of people that were like, no, 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 no. I did it. I did, did it. do it. I, I did, did it. it. I did it. Right. Shit's wild, man. Insane insane we only have a couple more i'm almost done i promise no this is fun 1982 and 1982 okay and dollars fishing boat named the investigator was seen burning off of the coast of craig inside eight bodies would be found the owner his pregnant wife their two daughters and four crewmen they had all been shot to death and left inside the boat to burn one possible suspect was tried but was equal was acquitted due to lack of hard evidence Authorities have still still have not determined the motive, and this is Alaska's biggest and most famous unsolved mystery. Mm. Why are you raising your eyebrows like that? Because I know exactly what happened. Tell me. Okay, do you remember? Um, do you remember the guy that that my friend that I I don't know that I can I say what he does? That's the ship engineer. Yeah. Um. Well, he already did. Remember. He already said it. <laughs> Remember how he was talking about, and I've talked about this before on, on episodes, but remember when he was telling me about um, ship pirating? Oh, yeah. We were talking about this in another episode. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And he said, he told me when I was like, no way. Like, that doesn't happen very often. He was like, no, Tracy, you're wrong. It happens frequently. So you think it was pirates? Yeah. What else could it, what else could it possibly be? I don't know. Maybe they pissed somebody off. It's, an eight, it's almost a million dollar boat. It's in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Who else is in the middle of the ocean? Someone you pissed off? Come on. Mm-hmm. Somebody pissed me off enough. No, it was pirates. All right. And Alaska. Case solved. I, I'm <laughs> telling you. It's pirates that travel the, the border by, what, what's right there? Isn't Russia like 60 miles from the Alaskan border? Yeah, something like that. I'm telling you, it was pirates. Pirates. Okay, case yep. solved. My friend. We're calling the, the Alaska engineer. police tomorrow. <laughs> yep. It was pirates. You were pirated. And you know, because he told he told us, right, that um you're not allowed to have firearms in international waters. So you can't you can't have guns on boats. Yeah. So So you can't defend yourself. Like unless you have, you know, I don't know, whatever, but it's not like it's, I mean, it's not like you're home. Yeah, okay, that's fair. It's pirates! And you explained to me that the other people have guns. Yes! That the pirates have guns. The pirates have guns. It's what Because I said, why don't you just fight them? It's three what guys else? to 5,000. What else could be a possible scenario? There is not another, like, seriously plausible explanation to what happened. Okay. 
And that is a good explanation because again, I didn't know that that actually happened and it happens. And he said, and he's on ships 10 months out of the year. And he said, it happens frequently, frequently. Has he been pirated? He has not been pirated. Thank so God. So it's not that frequent. And I hope that it hasn't. But he he knows people like he pulls into docks that, oh my God, I hope that that never happens to his boat because he really is a good friend of mine. Yeah. But I hope, I hope that it never does. But he, he's pulled into docks in the Alaskan, in the Ala- um, I can't remember the names of the places that he goes, but. Wild. It was a pirate. I it solved pi- it. It was a pirate. Okay. This is a weird one that I've heard of. That Can I, I get a little bit of props there? I just solved a crime. I did. I said we're calling the Alaska Police Department. Okay. The state, state police. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else you'd call. July 1951, authorities find the body of 67-year-old Mary Wright Reeser in her St. Petersburg apartment. More accurately, a pile of mostly ash that was once Mary. Oh, no. Um, and so the only parts of her that was remaining was her lower leg and a chunk of her spine. What? Mm-hmm. Apparently her body had been almost entirely cremated, which is completely like mind boggling to me to consider that cremation takes three hours of burn time yeah. and it has to be 3000 degrees. Yeah. So even more bizarre, only Mary's body was burned. The rest of her apartment was completely intact even the pile of newspaper that was next to her body. So they say she, like, combusted. I wish you could see her. <laughs> Did you know that's a thing that can happen? You can just, boom. <laughs> Did you know that you can combust? You cannot. Are you she did. Give me a reason on how her body turned into a pile of ash with just her spine bone hanging in it. Well, because she was in her recliner with nothing else in her apartment burning. Because she was cremated somewhere else and brought back and nah. posed there. They say the police even were like, I think she combusted. combusted. Um, what happens if you drink? I don't know. What happens if you're like forced to drink acid or acid is like ingested in you? Like whatever that dissolved. No, because then she's, she wouldn't be ashes. It would be dissolved. I'm trying to think. I'm really good at solving crimes now. So I'm trying to think of, don't Google that. The FBI is going to ping your goddamn phone. Don't Google that, Samantha. Are you Googling no, what I'm happens? I'm asking if you can come, come, wait. Combust. I went to type in combust. It says, can you compost bread? Oh my god. What's the answer? I'm trying to find out. Can you compost bread? Yeah. Oh. What does it say? It's extremely implausible, apparently. Human combustion without an external ignition. So somebody could help you and then you could combust. What do you mean? Like you drink gasoline or something and then you and then you light it? I guess. I just don't I mean it's got to have an air source, though. <laughs> the internet's a weird place. Spontaneous <laughs> human combustion occurs due to the enrochment of a person's doppelganger. Doppelgangers are not real. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> if your doppelganger dies, then you can combust. Oh what the hell? That's on the Fire Force page. What? Are okay, you so okay, I... Okay, so the internet is no help. Okay, so I... <laughs> <laughs> so I think that she was probably like cremated somewhere else 
and brought there and like set up. I think it's way crazier and creepier to say that she just was sitting in a recliner and just blew up. <laughs> okay, but if she blew up, then all of her ashes wouldn't be right there. They would be all over. Like, just imagine sitting there, like, watching the Can evening you, news. Can you, like, just like a just balloon, just ash. boop. I think that's what happened. Dying on that hill. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. 1981, Jean Hillard's car goes off the road. I am going to think about this shit all <laughs> night. Like, I am not going to, I'm drinking coffee, so I'm not going to be able to sleep. And I'm gonna, just going to be thinking of some old lady sitting in a recliner <laughs> and just poop. Combusting. Just gone. No, just a little tiny poop. Jean Hillard's bought a car goes off the road in 1981 near Langbury. What happened to her clothes? They were gone. It? it was all gone. She burnt to ash. She didn't have, like, it was just ash. And a spine bone in her leg. No. That's what, okay. We're on to the next. This person lives. Just public public service announcement. She goes off the road, and, um, and the, next in, the next day, her frozen body is discovered with her eyes wide open. Okay, she goes off the road into the lake. She's completely frozen. Mm-hmm. Eyes wide open. A, that's terrifying. Her um, flesh is frozen so solid, doctors could not pierce it with a hypermedic needle. Her body temperature was so low, it wouldn't register on a thermometer. Okay. But when Hillard thawed, she was very much alive and made a full recovery. Oh, my God. Like a goldfish. This was just... 13 mile. Oh, wait, this is a different thing. JK, this is a different story. Like a goldfish. Did you know that you can freeze goldfish? Yeah. You didn't know that until, until last, last summer. Right. We put goldfish in our water tanks to help with algae and just to keep the water clean. And um, the water froze. And then in the, in those summertime, it defrosted and all be dipped in banana oil. There was a fish. Samantha about pissed herself. She was like, oh my God, the fish lived. It froze, and then it defrosted, and it lived. Is that not wild, though, that her body temperature dropped so low that she didn't die? She was die? preserved. Yeah. And she lived out her life. She just was fine. Is that true? Yes. Do you think that sometimes maybe, like, the internet's not true? No. And if it's on the internet, it's a fact. D- because just I, like our doppelgangers. Because if she's frozen solid, I don't know. I don't know. I'm... Jean, can you reach out to us and let us know how you're doing? Please. Will you please? <laughs> please. What's her last name? Hillard. I'm going to find her. Jean, please call us. Because it was just 80. She's probably alive. Absolutely. She defied death. She's never going to die. She's not. She's Maybe she's a doppelganger. Maybe she was Mary's doppelganger. And because she almost died and she was frozen, the other one, boom. Dude. Ash. We solved it. Again. We're out here solving crimes. All right. Just 13 miles from Glacier National Park in Montana, you can pass through a portal in which the laws of nature are set aside. Gravity, um, gravity like forces there cause the trees to grow sideways, which may, it makes people appear to be six inches shorter. You'll look at somebody that you know, and they will look six inches shorter. Really? Yeah. We should go. Um, a shack in the vortex called the House of Mystery is the home of a bizarre phenomenon where a marble rolled up an incline or rolled up the incline will continue to go upward. Mm-hmm. Um, a rope hanging from the ceiling will always hang at a curve. Like gravity is just super messed up out there. 
Oh, interesting. We should go. That's yeah, like that would a be really cool. long drive. But... There's a place like that around Casper Mountain, too. I've taken you there. It's called Gravity Hill. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's a hill. Do you really not? I really don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. We're going to Casper tomorrow. Okay. There goes your plans for tomorrow. It's around the base of the mountain, and there's a place that you can that you can park. It's marked, and it says Gravity Hill, and it's going up a hill. And you park your car there. You put your car in neutral at a complete stop. You put your car in neutral. Take your foot off the brake and the uh, um and the gas, and just sit there for a second. And here, in just about forty five seconds, you will be going twenty miles an hour up that hill. Shut your mouth. Dead serious. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. No, it's the coolest thing in the whole world. No, that's terrifying. It's because you think that you're going uphill, but it's really like where you start is really like down. And just the way that gravity is, it'll pull you right up that hill. Gravitational pull will pull you up the hill. That's terrifying. It's not. It's cool. We'll go there and we'll do a video. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And then let's go see the crazy trees and make us look six inches shorter. Yeah, Glacier National Park isn't that far away. Do you think it takes some of my weight off, too? Or am I just going to be six inches shorter but no, the same just... way? <laughs> I would be just like a little short, like Oompa Loompa. You wear blue and we'll call you a blueberry. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> just squished, just condensed down. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, since we've had a little bit too much fun here, I'm going to bring you down for the last one, okay? Because I like to crush everybody's joy. That's awesome. Let's talk about something actually serious and sad, okay? Uh. Amber Hagerman. Waiting for reaction. I don't know. Was nine-year-old Arlington Girl Scout. I know. Come on. When she was kidnapped while riding her bike January 13th of 1996. Witness quickly told the police that she had seen the girl being forced into a black van. Despite a massive search, Amber was never found alive again. Her body was found five days later, about four miles from where she had been taken. The killer to this day has never been found in this case. Did you know Mm -hmm. that? I didn't know it was unsolved. Yeah. This, her abduction... um, is what led to Amber Alerts. Yep. I didn't know that either. I did because I I, I just know the history of Amber Alerts, but... It's unsolved. What the hell is wrong with you? I like to kill everybody's Like, joy. this was a fun episode. It was light and it was well, funny. Now, and you've it was been, now you've been educated on... Joking and then you have to throw in a nine-year-old little girl who yeah. was never found. I, I like to... She was found. I the mean, person you know that what I mean. killed her was never found, which I didn't know. I thought that it was solved. No. Which, the fuck? Yeah. Why are you taking things away from me? That's not very nice because you're not a very nice person. <laughs> I probably just broke your nail. I did off. a little bit. Okay, well, thanks for that. That was fun. You're so welcome. That was fun. That was actually a really, really fun way to end our very, very chaotic day. <laughs> Except for the sad way that I ended it. Except the way that you're ending it, bitch. Yeah, I like to. I mean, I educated you guys in case you didn't know them. Right, and we solved some crimes. So, so everybody... Put their brains together and let's solve the last one. Yeah, this combustible whatever one. Oh, Amber. Well, that too. I'm really, I'm going to sit up tonight and I'm going to think about that and I'm going to Google it. If there's any scientists that listen to us, can you let us know if like human, like spontaneous I have combustion? questions. I have a lot of questions about this episode. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Maybe we'll do like a follow up. <laughs> we'll let Tracy research these a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going to, I don't think we, I, mm. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Stay safe.